Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. I am one of your three hosts, Illegal86, and I'm joined as always by Tactic and Nerd Bomber. Guys, do I sound different? Yeah. You sound great. You sound wonderful. You sound glorious. I'm recording in a, in a different room in our house today due to extenuating circumstances. I'm in the basement. This is a below ground podcast. It yeah, you can really hear the change in elevation. Yeah, it's colder, probably damper. I don't know how it's going to affect the sound quality, but uh, coming to you today from below ground, subterranean, to give you all the news and notes from the world of pop culture, and in particular, nerd culture, because that's what we do here at the Online Warriors podcast. We're nerds, but like in the cool way, like in the in the post-2010 way, where like nerds aren't socially ostracized anymore, where it's like, it's like normalized. So we're going to talk a little bit today about Aquaman. We're going to talk a little bit today about Unity, and we're going to talk a little bit today about Nintendo Direct. It's a full slate of stuff. Got a lot to get to, and I want to start with Aquaman. And okay, so before I say anything, how do you guys think I accepted and received this trailer? I think your general response was, who cares? (laughs) I think you're like, I'm over any kind of superhero shenaniganery. Okay, so you're both kind of wrong, but kind of right. My issue is not with superheroes. My issue is with this superhero. So did you guys ever see the first Aquaman? Bits and pieces. I don't think I've ever sat through the entire full movie, which is weird because I know I picked this topic, but I don't think I ever sat through the entire full movie. But I do have experience with Aquaman from Justice League. I hate everything about this Aquaman. Everything. There's not a single thing about it. I don't even like Jason Momoa. This this character has made me hate Jason Momoa, which I think I should like Jason Momoa, and I don't like him now because of this Aquaman interpretation. And let me be clear, because I know, Tectic, I know you're going to come in, or I suspect you're going to come in with a lot of comic book knowledge, both in relation to this trailer and in relation to the character of Aquaman. And that's knowledge that I simply do not have. But watching this trailer, I did not laugh once. First of all, was I supposed to? Not a single time. I think there were a couple parts where I was supposed to, and I didn't. I don't, I'm just not interested in the arc of his character at all. I, I, I could care less. And I, you know, one other thing I, I kind of thought at, while I was watching this, kind of a meta thought is, you know, they show, is his name Manta Ray? The bad guy? Black Manta. Black Manta. Thank you. He was probably the best part of the first movie. I really like that actor. I can't think of his name right now. I think he gave a great performance. I think he'll give a great performance in this movie. And I don't care. You just don't care. I don't care. And yeah, that is something that someone, one of you said that I would not care. So I guess you're, I guess you're right. It's like, like it's been too long. That's the other thing I wanted to say is, and part of that is because of COVID. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to blame them too hard, but this trailer assumed not only that I remembered Aquaman, but that I cared very deeply about the characters of Aquaman and Black Manta. And I, I did not. And to be clear, Aquaman, the first Aquaman was a huge success both critically and commercially, from what I remember. I am on the outs on, with this opinion. I'm aware of that. I tend to be. Well, no. But this didn't look good to me. Let me this tell you This didn't look good to me. It's okay to say what you're saying. I, ju- I want to be clear here. Aquaman is, and always will be, the Nickelback of the superheroes. Everyone, like, actually really likes Nickelback. But, like, like we all know, like, I don't, you can't like no, Nickelback. That, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think I agree with this analogy. I... I don't secretly like Aquaman. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, no. I, yeah. I, I think I would appreciate... Aqu- isn't the original Aquaman, isn't the comic book Aquaman, like, a real straight-laced dude? Well, th- this is why I'm saying he's the nickelback of the comic books. Everyone always made fun of Aquaman. Oh, it's the you-just-talk-to-fish tropes. But he's, like, one of the crazy, overpowered superheroes. And that's why I'm saying, like, he's like the nickelback. Like, nickelback, actually low-key overpowered. So, let me get this straight. Jason Momoa's Aquaman... At the start of this movie, he is the king of Atlantis. He's he's doing it all. He's got a house with his wife, who, by the way, is very conspicuously not shown throughout like the entire trailer. <laughs> I don't know if either of you guys noticed that. Just figured I'd mention that really quickly. And Black Manta is like, I uh, he says this line in the trailer that is very cringy. He's like, I'm going to st- destroy your whole life or something. Something very very a very comic book movie thing to say. And he gets a hold of the Black Trident. And just bingo, bango, there's your movie. Do I understand this correctly? I mean, Black Manta's always been about suits slash weapons that he used. He really doesn't, like, he's like a formidable fighter, but he really doesn't have abilities. It's his suits and weapons that gives him his ability. And so, like, giving him the Black Trident is like, oh, shit, like, he's doing his thing again. You know what I mean? It's a very cool suit. I will give you that. You know, you know, 
the other thing I want to mention with regard to this trailer and with regard to the first movie. In the first movie, I remember there were multiple times in the in the theater because I did see this in theaters. Uh, I laughed out loud many times because of the head. No, mostly because they they use the title Ocean Master with a lot of gravitas, and I just thought that title was very funny. Most of the time, it was said by Patrick Wilson, and I laughed at him every time. And I'm going to be honest, and I wasn't expecting this reaction. When he came back in this trailer, I was like, oh, Patrick Wilson's back. Like, I was excited to see Patrick Wilson. I was like, good for you, man. I just like, I kind of, like, I almost want Patrick Wilson to be Aquaman. I think that would just be so much more interesting than Jason Momoa being Aquaman. Jason Momoa is like, let's take us, like, big muscle guy, and like, they're making Aquaman kind of like grungy or something and i just don't i don't want it i don't want it and they're clearly like they're doubling down on it they got james wan back to direct which i guess is good but now this is a comic book question tactic like what is the trajectory of aquaman is it always the same aquaman to kind of like that point could they ever change it up i mean there's there's like something lad i'm drawing a blank here but is aquaman one that doesn't really change like there's I mean, there's like a passing of the torch there's there's other, the there's other ones trident. similar to like <laughs> well there's like the flash and then there's wally west and so like there's always like a predecessor and they could spin it off to a younger situation and kind of phase jason momoa out but like I think it's I I tend to agree with illegal here and just kind of I'd I'd prefer a reboot, honestly. I want Patrick I want Patrick Wilson. I just think like I was looking at Patrick Wilson during this trailer and I was like, he'd be a great Aquaman. I just he he's just got the the clean cut, I don't know, kind of sensibility that I feel like we don't get from a lot of superheroes now. Every superhero now is tragically disturbed or rough around the edges in, in a similar way to what Jason Momoa is. And I don't, I, I want like a Tobey Maguire kind of character. Let's think like a boyish, like kind of like Tom Holland was too. Just, just a boyish, innocent guy who could talk to fish. Is that too much to ask? I don't, I don't think know. so. I mean, I think it is interesting to me that they didn't take the opportunity presented with the, the new DC universe handover to James Gunn to just like scrap everything and start over. And like, I never ended up seeing The Flash, but isn't the whole point of that movie like the flashpoint paradox where everything can kind of multiversify yeah multiversify couldn't they just do something different here not that i want jason momoa to be out of a job here but just just curious yeah and and um, you know i don't i don't harbor any ill will to jason momoa like i, I stand like, by what i said what this is making me not like him but it's not his fault it, it's it's what the movie is it's what happens when you know even though some it's not something's fault like have you ever had something that it is like something you own that every time you look at it you just remember like a bad time or like it's connected to a bad memory yeah. that's kind of what aquaman is it's just connected to a bad time and well yeah that's, we would that's like to true move that's on. a good point like the first time i actually saw aquaman was when i saw justice league which was bad <laughs> and then like you know I, I i saw aquaman in theaters and again it did very well and i didn't understand why like i just didn't get it and i still kind of don't and now the second one's coming out after like again after like five years of total dormancy where i don't know what the character's been up to i guess i don't need to really care that much i don't know i like I, it's you know again i don't jason momoa it's not your fault like i i don't think it's your fault i loved you in dune and if you come back in dune 2 which i i, I don't know if you are or not i'd be happy to have you did either of you but, watch that apple tv show c because he's at the helm of that show no. he's like the lead but i've never watched that it's supposedly like this is the final season i think that's coming out soon because i keep seeing ads for it no never saw it but it's a yeah, uh, I'm, is I'm, that a shamalama ding dong no you're thinking of the servant <laughs> which is the shamalama ding dong <laughs> okay. on apple tv yeah Plus, okay wrong one where they have like a where they have a creepy fake baby yes that's it that's the one I've been meaning to watch that one but haven't gotten around to it i will say apple has a lot of bangers like they have some pretty decent television shows. Yeah, it's pretty nonstop. I don't know. I just like and then again, kind of going back to like one of you said, like, I'm, am I done with superhero movies? Yes, I kind of am, but like maybe not for the reason you would think or expect. The main reason is, and I've definitely mentioned this on the show before. I look at a trailer for a movie like Aquaman, and one of the first things I think, which it makes me sound like a grandpa, I'm aware, is like this probably costs so much money. Like watching that trailer, did you guys consider how much money that that cost? And also, like VFX artists, I believe, are currently on strike, or they're about to they're like just unionize or something. There were probably so many overworked VFX artists on this movie, and for what? Like, I I just I don't know. I don't know. It's coming out soon. <laughs> Aquaman two, uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is coming out December twentieth, twenty twenty three. 
Nicole Kidman returning. Uh, ben Affleck is listed in the cast here. So probably a cameo situation for him. Yaya Abdul-Mateen II is who I was looking for for Black Manta. Also listed in the cast on Google, Michael Keaton. So, you know, I did not see The Flash. I'm not sure you did. Sounds like neither of you have. No. I don't know what the implications of that were. I Possibly Michael Keaton's still around. I have no idea. But yeah. I feel like this is our general confusion and... I guess just out of the loopness should be indicative of the problem. And I feel like we rag on superhero movies a lot, but like this is indicative of the overarching problem is that there's so many things going on. These universes have been become so complex that most of your viewers are out of the loop and have no idea what's going on anymore. And I feel like that's a problem. I don't know. I mean, DC's universe is not extended enough for me to feel as much that way as I do for Marvel. But, but yet we're still out of the loop because there's movies that haven't been good enough for everybody to see. Well, okay. Yeah, that that's a good way to frame it. That is more so DC's problem is that I hopped off the way. It's, it's amazing. I even saw the first Aquaman. Like after Justice League, I should have just hopped off the wagon and stayed off. And now like with the recent Batman, that was good. Like I'm, I'd like to come back. I'm interested, but this isn't going to do it. Like I, this is... So you're giving us more of what we didn't like like you brought like you said you brought in james gunn to revamp everything and now you're like but hey aquaman 2 and i'm like no like i i think the reason they're doing it is again because aquaman 1 was so successful but i'm looking here the budget for this movie was 205 million dollars that is too high like that's just that's way too high so i don't know we'll see again december 20th 2023 let us know hit me up on on x twitter what have you are you an Aquaman person? How do you feel about Jason Momoa? Do you want an Aquaman reboot? And if so, who do you want to see as the new Aquaman? Because I agree, Tectic, that Aquaman is a, has an underutilized, underserved, underappreciated character. And like I, I, I can, to some extent, appreciate the big swing they took with, with Momoa, reshaping the character in a very significant way. I, it's, it's not working out for me. Yeah, for me, it honestly, I think other people, I'm but... over live action. Keep the animated movies coming, DC, because that's really where you shine. That's an interesting thought, too. You know, I, I, I would be very interested in seeing more more things like, uh, and I grant I didn't see Beyond the Spider-Verse yet, but like stuff like that, where we're, we're freed from a lot of these these questions and issues. So again, hit us up on Twitter. At OWLegal86 is my handle. We have at OWTactic, at OWNerdBomber, and our main show account at OnlineWarriors1. Aquaman thoughts? Tell us about the Lost Kingdom and the Black Trident if you know anything about it and whether or not you're going to see this movie on December 20th, 2023. Because if so, maybe you can tell me how it was because I'm not going to go. But that's it for me. I'm going to get off my grumpy horse and uh, we're going to talk about Nintendo Direct. There was a Nintendo Direct last week and, you know, a lot of stuff happened as often is the case in Nintendo Direct. Heard about quite a few remakes I can kind of just scroll through some of them here, or we can go around and say what our favorite things were. If you don't mind, I'd I'd like to scroll through the 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 forty By minutes the forty minute list that we were that we were inundated with. So the first thing that the direct hit us with was Splatoon three DLC. So this was this was something that was interesting to me because I always thought Splatoon was exclusively sort of a battle royale type thing no this was a story and this actually got me interested there was it gave me toe jam and earl story vibes with a player battle combat tier tree and you can just like fight all these little gooey bug things yeah i think this is the first time that i've been interested in splatoon and i know steven our patreon producer out there is a big splatoon fan but for me I don't know what it is, but lately, like, multiplayer games just don't hit for me, like, online multiplayer, because, like, I don't know, man, I'm not good, and I'm spelled good like G-U-D. I'm not, I did not get good at anything lately. I'm old and tired, and so I'm not going to buy a game that's primarily multiplayer, but now you start adding in, like, a single-player element that I can play, and my ears are perked. You have my attention. Splatoon, I did... I found the presentation and in the past couple directs, because this is not the first time we've seen Splatoon in a big way at the directs. I feel like the presentation is very weird. Am I the only one that feels that way? <laughs> like it's, it's never a conventional trailer with Splatoon. It's like someone standing in the middle of a village and you know, it's Splatoon because of the character models, but I don't know. I, I, I think it's just the expansion stuff they're go- they've been going through lately, but I, I, I do think Splatoon is a franchise that, might have been big with me, but I just think I missed it. Maybe for a reason similar to what you're saying, Nerd Bomber, where 
I think I'm just off the multiplayer horse because yeah. I'm I'm old and bad. I think it know? being it's established as a battle royale really did it a disservice. Yeah. But yet a lot of people like it. So who are we, I guess? But you know what really did do it a service was the next game. And this was Mario and DK. This is a puzzle adventure co-op-y, side-scroll-y, fun adventure. It, I mean, this looked fantastic. You have to capture toys from DK and, and beat, beat him in a bunch of different boss fights. It's co-op. This was absolutely, we are procuring this game. This is, I need a soapbox about this for, I don't know, at least a minute. Have you played the original? Because this is, this is a remake and, and it's, it's a kind of reskinned remake. The original game, or at least the one that I'm aware of that looks exactly like this, was actually just called Donkey Kong. And it was an original game for the Game Boy. In this trailer for the remake, you see Mario has to get a key and put it in a door to move to the next level. And to do so, he has to hit a bunch of buttons. He has to climb a bunch of ladders, do a bunch of special jumps, encounter a bunch of different enemies that can occasionally help him get across big gaps, things like that. On the Game Boy, this, was, this is easily top five Game Boy game for me probably top three it was incredible in particular it was incredible for the medium at the time i do think it will translate here i'm super excited for this i'm completely in agreement with you this is this is the people's remake and like i guess when i i'm not saying the people were clamoring for it but the people are going to when they find out how great it is i was not aware this is available on the game boy so thank you for that tidbit it is you're gonna want to yeah i know i know you're big into the handheld life you're gonna want to get a hold of this one it's addicting it's extremely addicting. I actually just played it last year again. I did beat it. It was very hard, which is again kind of emblematic of games of that of that era. You go back and play them and you're like, how was 8-year-old me ever supposed to do this? The 31-year-old me could barely do it. Do you think they're going to keep that difficulty level in the remake? Like do you think it'll be a one for one? I do not. I think I not. it I well, hang on. I think as a one-player game, yes. I think the co-op was added to make it easy and have it be like a parent-child play-along. Well, I think, too, what we've seen in a lot of the Switch games is, like, you know how when you used to die in, like, the Game Boy era, that was it, game over, you start from the beginning? I feel like now in modern Mario era, you don't start from the beginning, you just die, but then, like, there's a mechanic by which you basically just come back alive with three more lives. So maybe it'll do something like that. So, yeah. This one I'm interested in. Yeah, I'm so excited about this mechanic. Sorry to interrupt you, but I'm just like, this was the thing that I saw and I was like, I didn't even know I wanted this. That, that's that's the best kind of remake and uh, remaster, I think, is I did not know I wanted it, but now I really do. So yeah, for me, this just takes the cake. Do you know what reimagining I really want? The next one that they showed, the Prince of Persia game. We've talked about this in the past. We got to see more more gameplay of this game, and it just looks absolutely fantastic. This is right up my alley. It is a side-scroller. They showed some of the time-stop abilities and how it's going to be able to mold the way in which you play. And this game, chef's kiss. Boss fights look great. Animation looks great. Combat looks great. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, this is, again, I, I mentioned this when we when this was first introduced, which I think was at the last Direct. This is just the tactic game. <laughs> Like, I just saw this and I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be, this they, This came out for Tectic, or it's coming out for Tectic, and that, that nothing I saw here changed my opinion of that. So yeah, Tectic game all around. We love to see it. 10 out of 10 stars. The next one was a Who Cares for Me. This was Horizon Chase 2 coming to the Switch. Who I might cares? play it. I might play it. Stand, I like. I freaking standard boring car racer game. It's 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 yeah, it's. But it it, there, it it looks like a kart racer. It looks like there's stuff to unlock. But like the level of it. customization looks really like janky and lame. Who cares? Yeah. Well, some of us like kart racers. What a lot of us are clamoring for is really super crazy rhythm castle. This actually looked like it would be fun. We had said on this show, and I quote. Man, you know what the world really needs? Some more Guitar Hero-esque games. And this had that. It was hey. multiplayer. It had some rhythm games. It was looked like a fun time. And it's just like, get, get your friends, sit around the couch, and have a, have a sleepover. You know what they say? Rhythm is a dancer. Who Thank says you. that? Thank you. It's a song. Who, who says that? All right, I'll, I'll have to think rhythm about that on my own time. Rhythm is a dancer. It's Snap. Snap. Okay, so after we got really excited about 
Well, actually, well, can, can, can we bounce around for a second? You mentioned rhythm games, and I don't know if this qualifies exactly. The tuba game? Talk about, can we talk about trombone, champ? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Trombone? Yeah, dude. So, Tactic was like, oh, God, that looks terrible. And I'm like, that looks... That's not what I said. That looks hilarious. That's not what I said. I want it. Have you have you seen... Because this game's been out on, I think, PC for a while. Have you seen the hilarious videos of, like... I just watch videos of this game, and I'm dying laughing. I can't imagine My, playing it. The exact words that I said was parents will murder their children if they're like this is the- meandering around the house and all they hear is terrible trombones playing for hours they will just throw the tv out the window i really like the different ways to use the joy con to play the trombone i thought that was very clever i don't know if it's like that on the pc but i don't know i like it's the, it's the funniest game i just like I, I don't even i don't care about the mechanics I mean, just, it's a very simple premise if it's executed right which it looks like it's going to be I'm I'm in. I would like I don't know how much it's going to cost. I wouldn't pay more than like $20 for it, but So it sounds yeah, like we're going We're going to have like a a wine or beverage and trombone night in our future cuz it said four players. Here we go. Yeah, four player four player co-op. We could just have make a tr- trombone band. Like, how exciting is that? I I'm sorry. I think that put me put us out of order, but I just I really wanted to make sure I mentioned that one because I've seen like It's 14.99. That is a great price point. I would pay that. Wait, is it is it out? It is out. Yeah, it is out. Oh. I mean, if I'm being completely honest with you, it's this level of excitement that really gets me excited. So feel free to jump around. I've got a I've got a a notepad here with all of the games, so whatever ones we skip Wait, there are cards. Okay, so the tra- the trailer did not do it justice. Now I'm on the Nintendo eStore. And like there are different cards that you can get to change the way your trombone toots, supposedly. I'm like all about this right now. Yeah, this is this this is gonna this is a buy. This is a buy for me. Let's I'm uh, oh, sorry, let's let's not bore the listeners. Let me jump around again and I feel like we should talk about the F Zero thing, because that's yes. kind of a big deal. That so that is like the way to do a reimagining of a game. They they took a classic F Zero, the kart racer, and they said, you know what? Fuck it. Ninety nine people battle royale. Let's go. It's an interesting concept. I don't know. I mean, I so I'm not an F Zero. Like I've I colloquially know of F Zero, but I didn't. I didn't play it when I was younger. I was I don't an F Zero guy on the GameCube. F Zero GX. It seems fun. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess they've done things like this with Pac-Man 99, Tetris 99, Super Mario Brothers 35. Which like, I think Pac-Man 99 went away, by the way. Sad PSA to everybody. I wouldn't know. I never played it. Like, I, I can appreciate the concept. Wouldn't it get too crowded? Maybe that's a stupid question, but like... Isn't that kind of the point? Chaos? Is that... I don't know. Do I want that much chaos? Like, I, it's, But that's what that's keeps the you in the question. game, right? Let's So here, here let, let me let me paint a picture for you. You're falling, you're falling in the back, right? That middle cluster... They're bumping, they're grinding, they're blowing up because of it. And and that See, now that, whoever was in Mario last Kart is, has an opportunity to then come and, and pass through the pack. Where where I where I kind of am discouraged on this game is the person in the front, once they're in the front, they're kind of just locked in. They can just they can just cruise. Well that's like M- Mario Kart, you know, and like I have a lot of issues with Mario Kart. There is like a bell curve of activity in Mario Kart. If you're in the front, unless you get hit with a blue shell, you're pretty much good. And then when you're in last, it's hard to get out of last. If you're in the middle, it's just constant carnage. (laughs) Carnage is a really good word for it. And I hate that about Mario Kart. And thinking about that times, whatever, eight or nine in terms of the player count, it just makes me sweaty. Like, I I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's good for me. I'm open to it, but I don't know if that's good for me. But I know this is something that people have been clamoring for F-Zero for a while. I don't know if this is the exact format they were wanting, but... It's an interesting idea. So again, that's one that I also wanted to to make special mention of. The last one I want to mention before I, I'll swing it over to you guys is, uh, and I think this came up with the last direct too, uh, WarioWare. I just want a million WarioWares. WarioWare, move these, it and specifically I'm to be released November 3rd. Yeah. this I, I've been trying to get back on the WarioWare train since the Game Boy Advance original came out, and I loved it. And there have been a few renditions that have gone by me, but I think I'm ready to get back on the train, and it may, I may be moving it. Do it. You won't. Yeah, so those are the ones I wanted to highlight, but I don't know. I don't know what else you guys have. I mean, there was also the Tomb Raider remastered, which again, that's a franchise that I missed. So Tomb Raider, I actually I'm played interested. the first one as a kid, and you can guarantee that game was hard. I could not get past like the cave level in the beginning with that fucking tiger. But like, you can, you can. It's it's redemption time, folks. You can bet your ass that I'm going to play that. I'm going to play with as few polygons as possible. I want like 
three triangles in my entire screen. Well, yeah, this was one, right? Where, is, was this one where they were like, we're offering remastered graphics? Yeah. I don't know if I want it. I don't no. know if I want it. I want, I, want the, I want the triangles. I want like two triangles. Yeah. And I'm good. The left triangle and the right oh. triangle. Am I right? <laughs> I, I think I would I want did, a little more triangles, honestly, though. I did lie, by the way. I did play one Tomb Raider, and it was the one that came out. It was like an Xbox One launch game, and it was incredible. Which like, but like, I don't even know if that but counts. That's, like, yeah, I, that's not the same. These are like the old school era. Like, I remember, I the OGs. Was, yeah, I was playing this on like this my dad's PC. One. I'm not even talking about like PlayStation. Like, I had a CD of this on the computer that my dad had, and I played the one, and it was very difficult because I was little, and I was just like, nope, and I bounced off of it. And then they came out with the Angelina Jolie movies. Yeah. And like the franchise kind of died for a while, right? Hey, Did hey. she kill the franchise for a minute? The movie was not that bad. Was it it was not that situation? good. No, Slaughterhouse is a gem. It's the next Jennifer's body. <laughs> People are going to be listening we, to this podcast for the first time and be like, what are, what are they talking about? Hey, we thrive on our inside that. jokes. Those who know that you know. We have to basically have a Slaughterhouse trombone night. That is... We have to... Well, no. I, I'm going to go one further. I think we need to, at some point, live cast for the for the listeners. Have a live stream. We all watch Jennifer's Body, followed by Slaughterhouse. Doubleheader. I don't know. Make it... Well, you can't make drinking games out of it. I'm and sure then make a Venn diagram that, to but, compare and contrast. Yeah. A live analysis. With that... So, I don't know. The one that I really yeah. want to shout out, because I... Guys, I called this out. I freaking called this out. So we finally got a title for the new Princess Peach game. It's called Princess Peach Showtime. And when we first got the unnamed title announcement way back in the day, I said, man, you know, it'd be really cool if they just like did something where she actually just transforms into a badass and gets out of the dress for once. And sure as shit, like I literally want, yes, when they she came out with a freaking sword fighter peach is what they called her. I was like, hell freaking yeah. I called that. They're making her a badass. And I love this because it's right off the heels of the, the Super Mario movie where, again, she was just an absolute badass. Damsel in the stress no more. She is she is main character energy now. Is that reaction really what happened, Nerd Bomber? Were you watching this with it? Oh, yeah, it was. For sure. It was like 100%. He was so jazzed about it. I think it's really cool that not only like does she have that one badass costume, but I like that they have different scenarios and different like peach options. Because I feel like most of the other characters at this point have been put in different settings. And peach has just kind of always been peach. So Yeah, they got a ninja costume and like a baker costume. I can't tell if it's going to feel like a lot of different small mini games or if it's going to feel like a cohesive story. That's the only thing that I'm like a little bit on the edge with, but I'm probably going to play it anyway just to see Peach get her day. Yeah, I mean, shedding the damsel in distress label. It's really long overdue. I like it's I'm actually surprised it hasn't already happened, which, you know, makes it as as timely as ever. So yeah, I don't know if this is a buy for me, but it's I, I, I can appreciate the concept for sure. Also, just to bring it back around, I want everybody to know that Slaughterhouse will be available to stream starting September 19th. So by the time this episode is out, you can watch Slaughterhouse. So you're welcome. This is hard hitting news, folks. <laughs> this is, that's, we're, we're uh, yeah, we're dropping bombs over here. As far as jumping around, the last major big announcement to be had is now paper mario and the thousand year door is coming to the switch this game was well received when it first came out and it is just thoroughly loved and now it's going to be on the switch so if you haven't played it you should definitely play it because it is a banger kind of side question so this game was originally a gamecube game i this is kind of a what are you up to piece but i'm just gonna let it fly i had a little land party action this weekend and played some gamecube and played some xbox 360 and amongst that, there was conversation about what what is the most elite console ever to be created. The consensus was GameCube. Yeah. Where are you at on that? GameCube. It, not only does it have a classic set of games, but they fully embraced its modularity and attachments that you can have add to it while keeping it portable. I do think, at least using my own childhood, from like using that perspective, it's GameCube for sure. And... and the reason for me is the games, and in particular, the Star Wars games. To me, that was the height of Star Wars in video games, was around that era of games, because that was also when the prequel trilogy was coming out. And they were just throwing heaters constantly. LucasArts was. So 
for me it is gamecube xbox 360 is a pretty close second but nerd bomber i want i want your opinion on this side question as well i think it's tough because i feel like the xbox 360 really did it all but my gut says the playstation 2 because the playstation 2 had so many fun peripheral devices that kind of went away as like the xbox 360 and everything like moved along the generations moved like if you think about it playstation 2 was the the era of guitar hero you had your ddr mats you had the iToy. does anybody remember the iToy? i liked the iToy. it was cool was the, was the ps2 the era i guess the original guitar hero was probably ps2 but i played guitar hero on the 360 pretty much exclusively I was exclusively um, so PS2. So yeah, it was on the PS2. And then like Rock Band, I remember that came out and I think it was both PlayStation 2, I think 360 as well, and Wii. Because then I ended up getting so that was, on the it, Wii. Yeah. So it bridged. It was straddling the eras, yeah. But like Guitar Hero, like the OG Guitar Hero, like Guitar Hero 1, 2, and 3, like that came out in the PlayStation 2 era. And like that started the experimentation with iToy, which kind of I feel like paved the way for early VR and like at, what was that the connect, well, the for connect. The, yeah for the yeah. xbox paved the way for that stuff i mean it was one of the first consoles where you could play online and it had the online connectivity and it doubled as a dvd player which was fantastic because dvd players in their own right were like super expensive and so you could just watch a movie on your playstation 2 instead i mean wireless controllers were a thing i think for the first time on the playstation 2 like in terms of just the amount of new stuff available and the amount of games like I just look back and the PlayStation 2 era and I'm, I guess the Xbox 360 era as well. But like the PlayStation 2 had so many fun licensed games that just don't exist anymore. And they were all like bangers. I do think canonically, I, I think if you ask the gaming community at large and, you know, I'll put it out on, on Twitter again. At Online Warriors 1 is our main account. What was what was what is your favorite console? Or what do you think is the best console? Because I do think that canonically PlayStation 2 is probably the generally accepted answer. For me personally, it was GameCube. But, you know, you, you make a really good point about the DVD player aspect of it. Because as far as I know, unless there was some peripheral, GameCube did not have that. Yeah, I just used a DVD player. Like a like a Rube. So Yeah, sorry. I, that was just another offshoot about this. I, I know we were talking about Paper Mario, but I just wanted to bring that question up because it hit over the weekend and I was, I was interested in hearing your guys' thoughts. So I'm going to rattle to some of the ones that I thought were kind of lesser interesting ones. Spy Anya, her photo diary. This was a talking simulator. It was like Pokemon Snap without the fun Pokemon. Why would you bother? There was the Mario RPG game game that's getting a remake. It's coming to the Switch. We've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. All the same fun stuff in the original, just kind of remastered. We're getting another code to memory. So this one's interesting. So another code is a game that wasn't actually originally released in the Americas. This is the sequel, and if you get this, you're also going to get the original. So you get kind of two games in one. This seemed almost similar to like a uh, bit of a mystery, walking around, solving a puzzle. This one was, I thought was kind of interesting. I can see me playing this if it's like a, you know, I could pick it up cheap. It's like a walking sim style game. So yeah, that one seemed good. Then there was part of the Saga series is being released standard rpg game to me for me I'm, I'm not a huge rpg guy so this one didn't stick out to me and then there was detective pikachu returns nerd bomber had some questions about this one yeah i just i do have some questions and i guess this leaks into a little what are you up to as well but i've talked about this the last couple of weeks so tactic had gotten me you know the og detective pikachu for the the ds and i'm just wondering like it seems like they're solving the same mystery and they, maybe they're just adding a few new game mechanics and like Pokemon that didn't exist when that game came out. But like, I'm very curious, is this just a rehash of that game with just like, did they expand on it? I'm not really sure. What's the mystery in the first one? You have to find Tim's father. What's the mystery in the second one? You have to find Tim's father. You want to know what the solution to this mystery is? Well, it, don't spoil it for people. Tim's mom's a hoe. Wow. Brutal. Wow. I just want to know How does that even make is. sense? Jerry Springer's in the second one. It's going to oh, be wild. Yeah. Could you imagine? Is Jerry Springer still alive? I think he actually, I think, I think he like very recently died, actually. That's what I thought. So, so that might he? not be a tasteful joke, but Jerry Springer was a G. Don't talk smack about Jerry that's Springer. Uh, I, I'm not talking smack facts. about him. I'm just saying he, he knew how to figure out the father. All right. So the next one was a top down battle royale game called Battle Crush. If you like battle royale games and you don't like first person views or third person view for that matter, 
this is this is one for you. Which like I can get behind this one because I always oftentimes feel overwhelmed about the players that kind of like feel like they're sneaky and hide places, and I get pissed off. This one might make the the bar to entry a little bit lower. It being kind of a top down view. Then there was a game called War Tales. This game is you're you're kind of a it's kind of a conquering simulator. You, you're building up your village. You're getting your your area set up. You're cultivating the land and just kind of conquering and moving past standard type game then the next one was contra this is getting a reimagining for the switch they're adding some co-op multiplayer they're adding some upgrades to weapons and some reskinning which just looked pretty awesome side scroller type genre and you guys know i'm always a big fan of that luigi's mansion i'm just I, i'm waiting for you to get to dave the diver when did dave the Diver? is, is that further down the it's list? so far i've been down. waiting for you to luigi's mansion 2 is coming to the switch i'm excited about that any Luigi's Mansion is a good Luigi's Mansion, yeah, even if I it's a remake. I never played the second one. I never played the second one actually, and I I loved the first one. I liked the third one, so I, I think this is this is going to be a buy for me. I love how you're just like I'm not even listening. Just get get to. <laughs> I Dave just I, I Dave. I don't know anything about Dave the Diver, but I was just very taken in by it. It just looks really cute. I just I'm I'm really into that. I don't have any, I don't even have anything specific to say about it. Just that it looked fun. So next was <laughs> I, I don't know. Next was Bandletail, uh, League of Legends. This is a puzzle exploration Animal Crossing game. If you like all of those things, you'll like this game. Then this one actually looked really fun. This was called Song of Nunu. It's a, like a fun buddy adventure. You've got your big ice monster looking thing, and he's best friends with the main character, and you kind of you explore and you you discover the relationship between the two of them, and it's. I'm willing to bet it's a heartwarming story. That's the vibe I got. Next was, and I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, but Euden Chronicles. This is a, just another ex- adventure exploring game. Then we had Eastward Octobia, which was a farm sim, in my opinion. Then Wargroove, which was a turn-based battle game. It had some custom campaign elements, but again, just a battle game. Then we had Dave the Diver, which was a... Dave the Diver. Yes. Just a yes. I don't have anything specific to say. Just Dave the Diver. You spend the day okay. fishing, you spend the night cooking. It's kind of like, you, it's almost like the sandwich mechanic in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, where you procure and acquire all these different ingredients over your adventure to make some some sweet meals. Some sweet, and it's sweet a, it's, meals. It's, it's, it's kind of roguelike from what I understand, so interested in that. And now we're going to wrap it up with the last two announcements, which was Mario Kart Drivers, Daisy, Diddy, Funky Kong, Pauline, and Pichette are joining the squad. And finally, Among Us is getting a new map and some new mini games. I hope I remembered to breathe through all that. So that I was going to say, Nintendo are you, Direct. You still breathing? It was guys. It was a. It was a. There was a lot crammed into something like forty minutes of of, of time. So and you didn't even mention the Nintendo Museum that they announced because nobody cares. I mean, if I ever get a, get down the way of Japan, maybe I'll stop by. But yeah, it's, it's in Japan. On track to be finished by March 2024. I just figured I'd, I'd toss that in there. Yeah, well, thank you for taking us through it. Dave the Diver. Looks like it's going to be awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of big names. Uh, no Metroid Prime. No Metroid Prime 4. What happened? What's happening? Is it over? Is it over? I don't you tell think me, so. Nintendo. I don't think so. Uh, I wouldn't think so, but I think it's it, going to get at its this own point, I don't believe anything. I mean, it's deserving of that. It's going to be the best game of our time. I'm convinced. We're going to take a short break now and come back to talk a little bit about Unity. But before we do that, I would be remiss if I did not talk about and thank our fantastic Patreon producer, Mr. Stephen Keller. Stephen has been supporting the show for quite a while now. He was recently on the show as a guest, and uh, he also gets input into the weekly game segment every week, which Nerd Bomber is hosting this week, as well as this producer shout out. And of course, access to the monthly secret segment and vlog and like i said the occasional guest spot on the show you guys want that guest spot you want to come on and tell us how great aquaman is the jason momoa version how great slaughterhouse is and why it's the next jennifer's body or why i will never let that bit die you it's well it's it's not going anywhere i wouldn't worry about it (laughs) maybe you want to come on and tell us why the xbox or the dreamcast is the best console something we didn't even mention you would have that chance if you were a Patreon producer, if you were a noble knight like Steven, who supports us at the highest of our three levels of Patreon support, there's also a squire level of support, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment and vlog, and a page level, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment. Head over to patreon.com slash online warriors podcast for all the details on any and all of those levels of support. Thanks again to Steven 
We'll be right back to talk a little bit about Unity. Comic book stores, sports card shops, the exciting atmospheres of being a geek kid in the 90s. I'm Micah, a 36-year-old girl dad, hubby, and geek. And on the Tavern Geek Podcast, my friends and I ramble on about geek culture and NBA basketball while enjoying crafted adult beverages. So, kick back and enjoy us, the Tavern Geeks. Okay. Okay, welcome back. We are going to talk a little bit about Unity. This has been a big deal in the gaming community this week, and for good reason. So, I'm going to just list out the basics here, and you're going to tell me how this sounds. So, Unity, behind one of the biggest gaming engines for creating video games, they announced a price increase for its services for developers. I'll hit the high note here, which is that they had a new quote-unquote runtime fee. Basically saying that uh, developers who use Unity's free tier of development services would owe Unity 20 cents per installation once their game hits thresholds of 200,000 downloads and earn 200,000 in revenue. Now, originally, this actually included, and this they've since walked it back because it's insane. Apparently, they initially said that uh, when a player would install a game, delete it, and install it again, it would result in multiple fees. They've since walked that back and said it only, it's only charged for initial installation, but... Unless they download it onto different devices. This is reminiscent of... Well, it's a little bit reminiscent of the Apple Epic Games thing that recently happened, where Apple was like, we're going to take a cut, and Epic Games was like, no, and then Apple was like, well, you're off the store. And I actually don't even know how that wound up resolving, but 20 cents per installation. I mean, you, you do have to think about it in the context of a game that apparently has already made over $200,000. With that said, it feels not great on Unity's part. Any cold take or hot takes on this that I'm missing here? Like, to me, it just seems like bad PR. Yeah. And they have since been absolutely buried on Twitter and X and various other social media platforms. I think it's easy to look at it like a, this is a who cares amount of money. When you, when you put it in regards to profit dollars and things like that. But when you're talking about, let's say, a small-time developer that they they finally made that one game that's lightning in a bottle, and they've been strapped forever. They all of Everyone's been, been basically make, working on this game as volunteer work, and they finally get that lightning in a bottle, and then now they have this to deal with. And it's just, it becomes literally burying them at this point when they're just trying to get to square zero. Well, I think the thing that's really interesting, too, is like a lot of the developers, especially of these small games, like because it's paying per download, they give out like some of their game keys for free to just get the word out. They're not even necessarily trying to make money. They just want people to play their game. And that's just that's crazy. That really is just crazy. And especially when you're thinking about the small developers, like obviously changing the game engine that you're using when you're developing a game, especially if it's already released, like you're basically starting from scratch, you know, it's not easy. And it's not even more not easy, even more difficult, I suppose, if you're a small developer. And I think that Unity probably is shooting themselves in the foot a little bit because I don't think a lot of developers, even if they go back and they're like, hey, you know what? We made a mistake. We're not going to do this. I don't think a lot of developers will trust them moving forward. And I think that they probably lost a giant market share when it comes to engine usage. It's also reminiscent a little bit of like, it's just it, again, from a PR perspective, it is literally never a good look when a company is like, here's our new fee structure. And then everyone's like, that's terrible. And they're like, well, we didn't mean that fee structure. (laughs) Like Mm. the same thing happened with Netflix when Netflix was like, we're going to start doing this thing. And everyone was like, you are. And they're like, well, not really. It's like, yeah, you were. You were just testing the waters to see how people would react to it. Like that. I don't know. That just that implies at least skeeviness. And it never makes me feel good. So like like you said, I, I feel like to some extent trust has been irrevoc- irrevocably damaged, especially amid smaller developers. I mean, you have to think about too, this 20 cent fee. It's when you've hit a certain plateau of, uh, or when you've hit a certain level of, of revenue and, and download numbers. What about games that like have been out for five years and go on sale for like two bucks? Like at that point, 20% becomes a, 
or 20 cents becomes a pretty non-negligible number relative to the overall cost that people are paying for the game so mm-hmm. like the dollars and cents is not quite as simple as like oh you're buying a game for like 20 dollars and it's 20 cents that's nothing it's like eh, it's not always that simple and it, it, it is kind of a hostage negotiation in that like you said some people you know developers have been working for years on a game and they're not going to pick a new engine now just because of what happened here so they i would imagine unity kind of feels like hey gotcha you know and that's again not a good not a good look so uh, we don't need to dwell on this a whole lot i just kind of wanted to bring this up because it's been very big gaming news over the last week we have games like cult of the lamb threatening to basically delete their game uh they threatened on january 1st to just delete the game uh, amid what's going on with with unity and and again this whatever the name of the fee is i already forgot cult of the lamb tweeted buy cult of the lamb now because we're deleting it on january 1st which seems fairly definitive they massive monster followed up with a statement massive monster being the i believe the developers for cult of the lamb basically saying and this is a direct quote quit being stinky unity that's a straight to the point i mean it's true like it just it's a shot to the heart and one of the nice things that i have been seeing like a lot of developers have kind of been saying similar things where they're either going to delist their game or they're at least coming out against this practice and i think that's a good thing i think the more that people speak up i i kind of relate it to the sonic movie fiasco enough people were like hey this sucks that positive change was made it might still be rough in the future but at least like in the moment a positive change will be made Devolver Digital, who are the publisher of Cult of the Lamb, also tweeted, definitely include what engine you're using in game pitches. It's important information. So, yeah, a lot of backlash going around right now. Also worth noting for context, Unity is currently helmed by former EA boss, John Ricitello. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. EA also has not the greatest track record in terms of this sort of thing. So, food for thought, I guess. Just you wait. I'm sure sure some big titans are going to step in and course correct it real fast there's there's a number of games that you wouldn't even realize are developed with unity that we i mean we know nintendo loves to come after people so just wait yeah as of this recording i don't think we know anything more about what the plan is it seems like it's basically just unity apologizing a lot but yeah the runtime fee is what it's called by the way just to recap on that perhaps we'll provide an update on this in the near term but for now just uh unity you stop being stinky I'm just gonna I'm just gonna kind of echo what Devolver said or uh, Massive Monster, whoever said it, and we'll move on now to what are you up to Wednesday? What are which you is the part up of the show Wednesday? Yeah, it's the part of the show where we talk about what we've been up to. I already kind of gave part of mine, so I, I said I did a land party. I will finish off my part because it's very brief. I'll say we watched a movie and it kind of sucked. It's a movie called The Perfect Storm. Have you guys heard of this movie? Oh, <laughs> this wow. Movie, this is an old movie one. came out in like, yeah, it came out in the year 2000. It's like old, but not old enough to be a classic. It's kind of like in this weird gray area. And also it's not a classic because it wasn't very good, which I didn't learn until after we had started watching it. We got about halfway through and I looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes and I was like, oh, this movie was bad and I thought it was good, which I'm calling the George Clooney effect because George Clooney was in it. And I was like, well, it can't be that bad. And it like wasn't that bad, but it was like pretty bad based on true events it it is one of those rare instances where it was based on true events and the true events probably weren't deserving of a movie did they embellish a lot i can't remember if i explained how they did it would give away a lot of the movie so i don't know if i want to do that but suffice it to say i believe the answer to your question is generally yes and there just wasn't a lot of like there wasn't a lot of plot it was basically like there's this storm and there's a boat out there well boy that boat's in trouble and that's like, that's, that's, that's like basically, I just described the entire movie. So I don't know. It's on Hulu. It's free. Yeah. It, there are worse ways to spend two hours, but not many. So just figured out more people about that. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll turn it over now to Tactic to continue sweeping us through the events of the past week. So it's the sad time of the year. Close the pool. Very sad. Did not enjoy that. However, on the plus side, we also watched Elemental. Which, guys, this was a really good movie. It was, it's a kind of low brain, fun. I don't know if I would call it low I, brain. It, 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 I felt like I can just turn my... Low brain is a very strange term. I, I felt like I can just turn my brain off and enjoy it. It was just kind of like a rom-com almost. It was a animated rom-com and I thought it was great. I will say there's not a lot of animated rom-coms out there and it really fit the bill. It was what I was looking for. I liked the animation style. I also really liked like... I don't know why, and a few other people that I've talked to felt the same way. So, like, 
Inside Out. Some people have differing feelings on it. It was fine love for it. me. I, I wasn't like one of those movies that I absolutely love, but it was fine. And so I thought it would be like just based on the aesthetic. I thought it was going to be kind of like Inside Out and it wasn't. It was its own different thing. And it kind of felt more like the old Pixar a little bit in that, you know, like the original Toy Story was trying to just tell a story that happened to be emotional and the characters happened to have like very yeah, good the human elements. primary goal isn't to rip your heart out. Right. And that was really nice and refreshing because I feel like the last slew of Pixar movies, like the goal is to make you cry. Yeah. In- Inside Out, I would, I, it's top three Pixar for me. I cried at watching Inside Out like that. It, it, and it's emotionally, emotionally manipulative is not far off. Like, they, like you said, that it's the entire goal. And I can appreciate the concept of a Pixar movie that's not coming in just looking to destroy you. So I'm interested. Yeah. I would, it's on Disney Plus now. I'd give it a shot. Yeah. So it was a great movie. Not really more to say. It's all about finding kind of your inner passions and being true to yourself, guys. That's deep, man. I respect that advice. That's all I got. Nerd Bomber, you want to finish this out? Yeah. So we watched Twisted Metal. And this is a Peacock original, the adaptation from the PlayStation game. And it's got Anthony Mackie and I want to call her Rosa Diaz. And that is not her real name from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Stephanie Stephanie Beatrice. Beatrice. Thank you. Thank you very much. I don't know why I went Elvis there on you. But yeah, so they star in this television series and i don't i guess i don't know what i expected from this and it was really really good you expected it to be just kind of okay i expected it to be bad after watching the halo adaptation i 100 percent expected this to be bad it didn't look good right from the trailer it it just looked like a violence parade and it wasn't like the characters actually had a surprising amount of depth i really liked the backstories of all of the different characters essentially you followed you know John, who is Anthony Mackie, John Doe, and Quiet, who played by Stephanie Beatrice. And the, their characters are kind of like the focal part. But even the clown Sweet Tooth. Yeah, they gave Sweet Tooth a backstory. Yeah, that he was has incredible. this whole backstory. And it's like a character that I was very interested in following. And I fully expected going into the show, I was like, oh, this is just going to be like gratuitous blood and gore. And it was actually very well done. Great storytelling, great character development. There was, of course, some blood and gore, but that wasn't like the focus. And a lot of it actually happened off camera. So you just like saw the blood, but you didn't actually see like the the gore happening. So it didn't feel like overly gratuitous, even though it was very violent. And it was really, it was like funnier than I expected too. I don't know. I just thought it would be like too trying to be irreverent to the point where it's not funny, but it was actually pretty good. And so I would actually really recommend this. They left it kind of on a cliffhanger. I'm really interested in there being a season two of the show. So I hope, you know, after the studios get their stuff together and the strike is over and they, you know, pay actors and writers a fair wage, stop doing weird shit with AI. I hope there's a season two of the show because I expected this to be really bad and it was really good. 68% on Rotten Tomatoes from the Give critics, the 94 audience. from the audience. Thank you. 94 from the audience. An enjoyable blast of cartoonish, cartoonishly violent mayhem. Twisted Metal sometimes struggles to flesh out its source material, but ultimately provides, or sorry, ultimately offers an adaptation with surprising depth. Pretty much what you said. Yeah. Good stuff. You watched all 10 episodes. That's impressive. They were only half hour episodes, so it wasn't that hard to do. It really wasn't. We had like doubled up a couple because again, there were like a few that ended on a little bit of a cliffhanger. So we're like, oh, you know, I mean, if we were watching like an hour long show, we would watch two, like it'd be two of these. So we just doubled up a couple times. But yeah, it was it was really good. A quick watch. Definitely recommend. And we've since moved on now to Dr. Death, which is another Peacock original. We're only a couple episodes into this one, but it's basically a true crime based on a real life doctor who ended up butchering a lot of his patients. So Yeah, my wife listened to the podcast about this and I listened to parts of it and uh, yeah, it's messed up. So have fun with that. Yeah, we're we're (laughs) two episodes in and uh, mostly I'm just confused. how Like this is a real life story and I'm just confused how it happened but i guess i'm about to find yeah. out so that's well it's yeah your confusion isn't going to go away that's not i mean spoilers but also not really just the nature of it is just like how did this happen you know which is kind of what i mean it makes for a great tv show i imagine so i'll be looking forward to hearing how that is it's got pacey from dawson's creek so i don't want to wait for our lives to be over I'm gonna watch so it's absolutely Dad. meaning it's meaningless to me i don't know who, who's pacey is that dawson's best friend what's the actor's name joshua jackson oh yeah yeah okay i know him uh, well, fair enough. I think it's that brings us to Quiztown. And uh, Nerd Bomber, you're the mayor of Quiztown this week. So I am take indeed. Take us on a, on a quiz journey. Before we do that, do you want to give us the record rundown? Do you have that available? 
why don't I give you the record rundown? Because I do have it available. Tactic, 9 and 8. Nerd Bomber, 9 and 10. Ya boy, 8 and 12. Steven, 3 and 1. Astonishingly close. Oh, yeah, no, it's knotted up. I mean, if, if I manage to win today, we'll all be at 9 wins, which that would be something, wouldn't it? I mean, I'm setting, I want to set expectations low. I don't even know what the topic is, but yeah, that'd be something. All right. So the topic is kiss as normal. This is a Price is Right style quiz. So also R.I.P. Bob Barker. You said kissing? Yeah, kissing. Uh, No, the band Kiss. Okay, cool. Rock band. No, it's it's Kiss. I'll be answering (laughs) all my questions as though they're about kissing. You do that. I'm actually, I'm interested to see how that will work out for you. But as per usual, it's all numerical. You want to get as close to the answer as you can without going over. If you go over, you bust. And as per usual, you each get a one, I guess, helper thing. You can either plus one plus one or use the number one you can only do one of those one time per game so is this the first one we've done since bob barker died i don't think so but i don't know if we called it out but r.i.p bob barker because he was he was a real one shout out bobby b all right get your pets get your pets spayed and neutered yes indeed that's what he always used to say so on to the topic we have kiss the band as you all know they wore really fun makeup and stuff on their faces who couldn't really see their real face in what year were they unmasked so to speak for the first time and tactical will go first on this one this was later than you'd think i thought this was 87 it is later than you think but it's way later than that these guys these guys stayed masked for a while i'm gonna say 2000 y'all both busted but tactic was closer they were unmasked on mtv in 1983 they should have waited they should have waited <laughs> for 20 for 20 years Okay, no points. I accept that. Taking it back to the very beginning, when was Kiss's first official concert? Well, see, what year? I thought they were an 80s band, but you said they were unmasked finally in 83, which implies they were around for a while before that. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 1979. This was, they were, they were the roaring 20s, 1920s. That's a very safe answer. And that did get you the point, although Illegal was much closer. So their first official concert was actually on New Year's Eve of 1973. And they were the supporting act for the Blue Oyster Cult and the Stooges. So Tactic gets his first point. I hate that for me, but I accept the outcome. There's, there's still time to go. There's no time like the present though. Currently, Kiss is on tour. It is the End of the World Tour, which is their final tour, and it started back in 2019. It's set to end in December of this year. How many shows are part of that tour? How many individual nights will they have shows by the end of that tour? And Tectic, you go first. I see him crunching some mental numbers here. 192. (sighs) Cut it in half. 96. Oof. No, that was a bad move. He probably should have just plus one there. They have 254 shows on this tour. The fact that they they're are old. old is not. Do they know that they're old? Do they do they know that they're old? No. Can we make the Can we make it about kissing? Is it too late? <laughs> How many kissing shows are there from 2019 to 2023? No. Yeah, technically, it's point. <laughs> so okay. The game is still up for grabs, though. You do need to win out. Tactic has two points. You have no points. But there are still two questions left, so anything can happen. And I do have a tiebreaker lined up, so. But he has his plus one, so I I need to get one exactly right, which I plan on doing at this question. All right, so Kiss has the most gold albums of any band in the United States. How many gold albums do they have? Gold certified. Um, 16. 17. 16. 17. And there it is, folks. They have 30. They have 30. (laughs) Dang it. Tactic takes it home. All right. I know more about kissing. I just, look, I'm just saying, but... I accept the outcome. We can do the last question for fun. Just for sure. The 999 dream is dead. Shiggles and gits. How many songs did Peter Chris, the OG drummer for the band, perform vocals on? Like how many songs of the songs that they've made or like if it's the same song twice, like like at what? a concert? No, this is like, like you recorded song. In the studio. Not how many total the, performances? Yeah, in the studio. That's what I was trying to find out, man. This is more than you'd think. This is this was fifty-seven songs. Fifty-eight. This is Busteroo. So illegal comes oh out of this God. with no points. He was only on thirteen songs, no. guys. He was a drummer. Bro, I was a drummer, yeah, and I was well, fucking rocking out. Think about Don Henley. He was a drummer. Look at him now. Well, actually, I don't know what he's up to now, but he had a solo career. He know he he could sing. Uh, maybe you should stop painting with such a broad brush, nerd bomber. Sorry, maybe sorry. You should give me th- sorry give to me drummers everywhere. 
Look, it didn't work out for for your boy. Tactic moves to ten and eight. I moved to eight and thirteen. Not what you like to see on the stat sheet, but there's still time. Don't worry, illegal fans. We still in this. We'll be back next week. Tactic will give a quiz, at which point I will attempt to redeem myself. Topic to be determined. In the meantime, head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review there if you liked what you heard, or if you didn't. Hit us up on Twitter, handles already mentioned in the episode, and uh, consider swinging by our Patreon, patreon.com slash online warriors podcast. Say hi to us. Say hi to Steven. And uh, in the meantime, I already said in the meantime, but in the meantime of the meantime, stay safe and keep on podcasting.